Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here with Classic Love Line, episode 321 from December 22nd, 1996, a Sunday night show with guest Suicide Machines. Songs played were SOS and No Face. Dr. Bruce is filling in for Dr. Drew, starting on a new week right before the end of the year. This is the only known appearance of the band during the Adam Carolla era and features a possibly bogus bestiality call, one of several more to follow over the next nine years, which sadly probably aren't bogus. This is a great before the holidays show. Uh, usually Adam and Drew before the holidays would get a really unique energy, especially before Thanksgiving. Uh, it seems to carry over with Dr. Bruce before Christmas and New Year's. All around, it's a very entertaining episode, and I'm glad we were able to include it in a feed instead of skipping over it. As per usual, it was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and Podcast podcast1.com the home of all your favorite podcasts mahalo and get on the following program is a podcast1.com production action well known pimp narcotics king drama big time racketeer back in full force loveline is meant for an adult audience loveline may contain action intrigue exotica or even sexually oriented content all right, slight correction at the top. Dr. Drew is not in that corner. That is Dr. Bruce. Dr. Drew is in his own corner of his own home doing God knows what, or perhaps he's uh, off somewhere. Usually uh, this time of year is when he makes his pilgrimage to Mexico to round up more help for the kids. But uh, Dr. Bruce, say hi so people don't think I'm lying. Hi. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I tell you, I'm to give you a hard time tonight. You're, he's abusive to me before the show starts. So I'm just to, you know, I saw a car accident on the side of the road, and I should have stopped, but I didn't want to be late. And, oh, I appreciate I that. Yeah. No, just I thought Drew was coming in tonight. And he That's gives all. Me this dirty look. I swear to God. Wasn't it? Tell him. Be when, honest. All right. When you walked in, I was a little surprised okay. to see you. I thought I had read on the uh, Loveline schedule that Dr. Drew was in tonight. When I saw you, I was uh, taken aback. Yeah, well, my inner child is hurt. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> My inner child just uh, soiled himself. Your inner so, child uh, flipped me off. So. We're fine. All right. Are right. we done with the shtick? Can we move forward with the show? Sure. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. The Suicide Machines are the guests tonight. I like that because I'm a big fan of the Kevorkian. And uh, I'm guessing uh, the name of the band is sort of an homage to uh, the great Dr. Kevorkian, the great pioneer Dr. Kevorkian. And they're from Michigan, so. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, where Kevorkian's from. And uh, you a fan of Kevorkian's work, Bruce? Uh, not really. Right. Okay. Uh, but I am board certified. You didn't tell me. Oh, that's right. Uh, give your qualifications real fast so everyone knows you belong. I am board certified in emergency medicine, internal medicine, right. and addiction medicine. I right. You basically same thing Drew is. Yeah, but not a psychiatrist, so. Yeah, Drew isn't either. No. He just uh, plays one on TV. <laughs> and I, I can say that now with all confidence. I know. I've got to review your show. You want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. no I'm not real. I'm just kidding. It's excellent, actually. I think it's very good. Right. Ten minutes ago, you are telling me everything <laughs> that was wrong with it, you jerk off. <laughs> no, that was constructive criticism. All right. Well, let me just talk about the TV show for a second, because we, um, believe me, I'm being a deluge with, uh, with um, comments and, oh, you know, everyone has their own take. Tell me how you feel about it. All right. I'll tell you how I feel about the uh, TV show. Uh, it's TV, and when the people who do TV do TV, they're like beavers. 
You take beavers, and they build dams. That's what they do. They, they gnaw on trees, they knock down trees, and they build dams. If you took the beavers and you put it on top of the Sears Tower, they would look for trees to try to construct a dam. TV people do TV shows. And you were comparing the IQs of beavers to the people? No, 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 absolutely no. not. No. They listen to this show periodically, and I've, I've offended them in the past. So I don't want to get myself in <laughs> too hot of water. One of the grips will pee in my coffee when we tape next. But the situation is this. They do it like a TV show. Many people expected uh, them to do a sort of Howard Stern thing where we just put a couple of cameras in the studio and we basically just filmed the radio show. That would have been fine with me. Think about it from my standpoint. No makeup, no going in, no anything. Just tape it and do it twice. I'd be making, uh, you know, two paychecks off of one. Double dipping would have been great. One week effort, which I deliver here on the radio show. But it is a TV show, and they do that stuff. They, they get the audience clapping, and they cut to people smiling. And, you know, it's, it's a TV show. Uh, by and large, uh, my comments are uncensored. I don't have a script. The calls aren't pre-screened. I don't know what they are. Drew doesn't know what they are. And what we say on TV is about the same as what we'd say on radio. You've got to clean it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to sit up a little bit. You can't pick your nose a little bit. And you have to be, you know, you have to smile a little more. Other than that, we say the exact same things. Uh, the TV people dress the show the way they want to dress the show. They make it look the way they want to look. They make it feel the way they want to feel. Some of the things I think are good ideas. Some of the things I think are bad ideas. I've told them the things I think are bad ideas. They've ignored me completely. <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's a tough show to do on TV. I think it's a tough transition. And you and Drew do great. I think it's tough for the guests. The guests don't seem to get as involved in the TV show. Well, it all depends. And, and, you know, quite honestly, you'd have to see a bunch of them. We have some guests that are absolutely all over the show. We had Bobcat on. Bobcat was all oh, over well, the show. Yeah, right. Did he light it on fire? And we have guests on, on the radio show that say, you know, a syllable and a half each hour. So, you know, you just don't notice it because you just think, well, they must have gotten up and left or something when you're listening to the radio. The reality is they're just sitting here with that, uh, with that grouper face on. But, you know, it's TV. We have a good time with it. Uh, it's it's uh, still better than wh- whatever else is out there as far as I'm concerned. And uh, like I said, Drew's uh, words aren't censored. My words aren't censored. Other than that, they make the show look like they want it to look. Some people like it. Some people don't. And it's your prerogative. All right. All right. All right. I get paid either way. All right. Ready to move forward here? I'm ready. I get the phone number out? All right. Yes. Jeff, 17, you're on Love Line. The radio show. Hey, Jeff. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, let's go to... What a way to start. All right. Very ominous. Uh, Amber, 14, you're on Love Line. Hello? Hey. Hi. All right. I'm two seconds from hanging up on you, Amber. Hello? All right. That's it. I'm hanging up. Okay. We're moving on. Four. <laughs> Whoa, you're your Rachel, 15, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Okay, I got a problem. All right, my uh, I met my friend's brother about two weeks ago, and um, he told her that he likes me and everything. And oh, wait, he... hold on hold on a second, Rachel. Hold on. All right. All right, I just read Amber's uh, thing there in the box. Her brother threatened to kill her or something we better talk Hello? to. Amber. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. All right, a- oh. Amber, listen to me. Hello? Oh, for Christ's sake. Hello? Amber. Yeah. Would you stop saying hello? Okay. All right, now listen to me. Uh-huh. The only reason I came back to you is because it says on the screen your uh, older brother is threatening to kill you. Yeah. What's up with that? Well, um, he's like, we got in a really big argument because I, I woke him up this morning, and like, he's just 
completely threatening me and stuff. And he said that once, but he's, like, telling me he's going to beat me up and, and everything. I'm just really scared because I know him, and he'll probably, like, do it, you know? Where are your, fo- where are your parents? My parents right now, they're um, Christmas shopping, but they know about it, and they kicked him out of the house today. How old is he? He's 23. He's 23? Yeah. What the hell is he still living at home for? I don't know. He doesn't pay rent or anything, and he's saying that he, like, owns this house and stuff. But he, he owns the house you live in? He says he does. But I, this guy is an asshole. Thank you, Dr. Drew Uh-oh. from the grave. Thank you very much, Dr. Drew. Uh, listen, Amber, uh-huh. you got to get your folks in on this one. What are they doing? Are they being bullied by this guy? Um, no, they like got in a big argument today with him and everything. And um, they kicked him out of the house. He just thinks he's the ruler of everyone. He's the big jerk. What's, what's the skinhead picture? Huh? What's this about him being a skinhead? Well, he's not. He just, he, I don't think he's a skinhead, but he, he's in the white, he's in the white um, pride group and all this, so. So he's got very poor judgment to begin with, it sounds yeah. like. Does he use any drugs? Yeah. Okay. I'd get the police involved. If he threatened you, I'd get the police involved. I'd talk to your parents, but you really need to have some uh, protection. You might need to get a restraining no, order. But every brother threatens to kill his sister, and every sister threatens to kill her brother. Well, yeah. I mean, my Lord knows it. My my sister took a crocheting needle to me. She got me the bull whip once. It was my own whip. It was that's. It was very embarrassing. She threw an iron at me. All right, but this guy's a little nuts. This gets my attention, being that I don't know all the details. I'm right. going a little bit. Okay, Amber, you need to speak to your parents. Okay. And you need to tell your parents you're scared for your life. Uh-huh. You believe this guy. Okay. He's threatening you. Have your parents call us back here. And you, yeah. We'll Have them what? No, they're not going to call back. Call Listen, us. talk to your parents. Are they they are they together? Yeah. They're well, my parent, my dad is divorced, and he moved in with Jason's mom, which is my stepbrother. And so, like, he's he was saying that we're, ever since we moved in, we've taken over him and everything. It's like weird. Yeah, guys that are skinheads on drugs. I, you know, if this guy says he's going to kill you, talk to whoever's responsible in that household. Sit down with them, and if if you really feel threatened, you need to. Talk to the authorities about it. All right. Uh, William, 26, you're on Loveline. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. All right, um, some quick back. I have a problem. Let me give you some quick background. Um, I was a major drug addict um, from about the age of 11 to the age of 17. Um, and I left home at the age of 15. And I- I'm 26 now. I haven't spoken to any of my family since I left home. What drugs were you into at 11? Um, heroin and cocaine. Heroin and cocaine at 11. So, yeah. Okay. That, that's a, another call. But anyways. Um, you clean now? Yes. I've been, I'm 26. I've been clean since the age of 17. Wow. All right. Good uh, for you. And I've, I've basically straightened my life out. You know, I went to school. I'm working on a doctorate right now. Wow. And I really um, would like to get back with my, in touch with my family for the holidays. Mm-hmm. But I'm you... not quite certain how to go about doing that. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Where are they? Um, they're in L.A. Oh, they are? Yeah. Where are you? Um, I'm in the Bay Area. Uh-huh. Why don't you let me talk to them? Um, I don't have their phone number. Oh, you don't? No. I oh, okay. do know where they live. All right. Well, why don't you let me stay no, by the house? Don't tell them where they live. That's not... Have you been working a program? How did you achieve sobriety and stay um, sober? Well, when I was um, 17, um, a very good friend of mine was high, and he was in a car accident, and he killed not only himself, but a young woman and her, her two young children. Oh. And I pretty much just quit after that. It was hard. But I did it. All right, and now you're going to school. You're going for a Ph.D. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, you want to know, you want to, how long has it been since you've speak, spoken to your parents? Since I was 15. I'm 26 now. Really? And yes. they just have zero idea where you are? No idea. You could be dead for all they know? Could be dead. Okay, what are the, what's been going on with, at 11 years old, starting to use the drugs you were using? Is, um, well, there's I, usually I some parental. With, with those at 11. I started out with alcohol and marijuana. And there's usually a family history. Of, did one of your parents drink or use? No. Or no family history of no. addictions. That's pretty unusual. And your family, your, your biologic parents are still together? Um, no, they divorced when I was young. But um, my stepfather, was he, t he was a reasonably good person. Really? Yeah. But somebody's got to be whacked out in that family in order for the 11-year-old to, to be high on drugs and to be sort of uh, thrown out of the house. Well. Huh? Um, the family was, they tried. Okay. It, it was, I think, more the people I was hanging out with than, than my family. All right. So you have to figure out a way to get a hold of them, and I, I think you just uh, tell them what you told us. But should, I, should I, I mean, I, since I can't call them because I don't have a number, should I just show up at their door? No. They may have a coronary. Yeah. You need some support for doing that. I don't know what your support system is, but, you know, relapses occur around this, the holidays and, I, you know, whatever well, I, your I've situation is. for so many years. All right, he's fine. danger of relapsing. No relapse. Listen. Show up at the door. You need to... No. You don't agree? No. Too hairy. Way too... Too confrontational. You know what you need? You <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You need to send them a letter. Mm -hmm. You need something that they can see and digest for a day or so, so before you then contact them either in person or over the phone. Mm -hmm. Meaning, you, they get the letter. They, you know, their hands will be trembling when they open it. They'll read it. They'll freak out. They may th crumple it up and throw it against the wall. And then the next day, they'll pick it up and read it again. And things, uh, they'll sort of, you need to soften them up. Mm -hmm. So I would find out what their address is, what their mailing address is, and I would send them a letter and just say, uh, you know, apologize, take responsibility, tell them all the good things you're into now and how long you've been sober, blah, 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 and, and tell them you want to work at uh, reconciliation. All right. But do it via letter. Okay. And uh, give them a few days. Okay. And then uh, go in for the kill, and then you can ask to borrow money. Excellent. Boy, I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I think the letter things. Otherwise, you're going to catch them off guard, and they're just they're they're going to freak out. All right, John, 21, you're on Love Line. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. I just have a quick question. Um, I experimented with LST for about two years, not just LST. I just did LST about three times, and I shroomed about three times. And I was just wondering. I want to go back to school. I've been sober for about you know I stopped smoking weed for about five days now, and I feel clean, and my memory is like almost not totally bad, but it's better. I want to go back to school. I was wondering if that's, like, going to get in the way, just because I've done, like, LSD, like, you know, three times and stuff. No. That's not going to get in the way? No. Well, that's, like, a big, big, like, problem with that. So all I have to do is just, like, you know, stay sober and then just go, go to school, and LSD is not going to get in the way of my education, huh? Well, it is if you're doing it. Right. Have you had any flashbacks? Um, the, only, the only flashbacks I get is, like, is like when I, the day that I've done it and the next day when I get high. Right. That's the only flashback I get. No, that's because you're high. That's not really a flashback. No, no, I do feel that. I, I do feel like, you know, that, like I felt the day before, which when I was, you know, shrooming or if I was on LSD. All right. Yeah. So I, just, you know, you're lucky you've gotten away with something and you don't want to continue to do it. Right. And yeah, I'm, because uh, last time I did it, one of my friends had a very bad experience with it. Right. And it, I saw what happened and, you know, I guess I just said to myself, I don't want to do it again. Right. And I know these guys talk about it on the show here quite a bit. There's all kinds of complications from using LSD that you just don't always hear about. But I've 
talked to a psychologist yesterday. He had a kid 18 years old that used it once, and two years later he's still having a lot of problems, and it can trigger a lot of other psychiatric problems. There's post-hallucinogen perception disorder where it's, I've had patients that a year later they're walking around with sunglasses because they're exquisitely sensitive to light, even normal light levels, normal sound levels, uh, cause them a lot of trouble. So All right, let me toss this out to you. Could it be that those people just uh, are sort of uh, genetically flawed? No, not the post-hallucinogen perception disorder. That is a direct effect of the hallucinogen. The genetically flawed, if somebody has a propensity to schizophrenia, for instance, or, depra or certain psychiatric problems, and they drop acid, that can trigger them. And then I don't know if that's your term, genetically flawed. Well, here's what, here's what I'm picturing. Here's what I'm saying. Sounds like genetic cleansing may be your next suggestion. Oh, <laughs> it's only because it's a Sunday. I'm not going off on my uh, diatribe on uh, cleansing the, uh, the populace of the country. But here's what I'm saying. Uh, let's say uh, there's a, uh, you're sitting at a stoplight. Some car rear ends you going three miles an hour. 95% uh, of the population is fine. The other 5% has whiplash and uh, can never go back to work. I say that 5% is flawed. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I follow you. Now, 99% of the people that do um, acid, you know, under five times are, are fine. There's a small percentage of them are screwed up forever or screwed up for years to come. Is it because they're flawed? No, it's not because they're flawed. With I, something I don't like of, the, I know, I don't like you doctors word. don't like to look at it that way, but that's the way I look at it. Maybe something else would happen, you know, down the road. You no. know, I mean, maybe they get a little sniff of cleanser and go psycho or no, something like that. No, absolutely not. This stuff is extremely, in an extremely interesting drug that people have done a lot of research with in the lab. And the structure of LSD is very similar to a lot of neurotransmitters. And it's akin to throwing water on a circuit board. It just... Right. And so the recovery from that, it's a... Uh, if you take a lot of LSD, for instance, you get seizures. It's a very very highly stimulatory drug to the brain. All right. So okay. Don't screw around all with right, your brain. Right. You really need that. Okay. How about... All right. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, 17, you're on Loveline with Dr. Bruce. Hi. Hey. Um, I was expecting Dr. Drew, but um, I was calling a friend in... All right. Well, screw you. <laughs> well, that was a pube dying here. What a compliment to Dr. Drew. Was that Drew. the question? Oh, all right. Uh, Jeff? Yeah. All right. It's Dr. Bruce tonight. Okay, Dr. Bruce, sorry. Right. This is Dr. Drew's area of expertise, however. So. Oh, okay. What is it? Stop reading the damn screen, Bruce. Go ahead. Okay. A friend and I were thinking about dying our pubes, and I was wondering if there's any uh, dangers, like I might, because I heard people told me that I might get like a rash or something, or might get infected or something. Uh-huh. And I had, call, I had heard girls like call Loveline before, and they said that they got like real irritated, and I figured, well, well they got. Also. They got irritated from trying to remove hair with, like, a depilatory, like, nair or something like that. As far as uh, the pube dyeing goes, I guess if you use, uh, like, the bleach, uh, not the bleach, but what is it, hydrogen peroxide? What, what do you well, use to dye? It first and then dye it like all right, all right. That's the part that gets you. It's the bleach part. How much time do you spend naked that you have to dye your pubes? <laughs> a oh, lot. Where are you going? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's for me. Uh, it's for you. Yeah, I just thought it'd be cool. You're 17. Right. Have you used much drugs? Uh, not at all. All okay. right. Well, wait. No, no, no. Wait, why don't you wait a year before you... The, the problem is, <laughs> Adam's going down the right road here. There are some chemicals. You know, there are, there are, there are certain membranes down there that you don't want to compromise with some of the chemicals that are... Yes. <laughs> exactly. That was great. <laughs> Believe me. Let me tell you something about the uh, human uh, testy. Uh, 
It is like a uh, it's it's like a pumice stone. It's like a sea sponge. You will listen. I have pumped gas before and then scratched my nuts and belched up uh, uh, ninety two octane. Oh. You will your your nuts are like a sponge. It will suck up whatever's around it. That's the way God uh, made them. I, I don't know what he was thinking. Some sort of cruel joke, perhaps. But they really are kind of porous. I mean, you can very sensitive, very porous. And if you're dumping bleach and hydrogen and peroxide and whatnot around there, you're liable to do some damage. It is really, uh, it is really akin to uh, cleaning a very sensitive, uh, it's like uh, cleaning your uh, CD, it's like sandblasting your CD player or something like that. It's too harsh. It is. It's, it's delicate uh, circuitry down there. So don't, don't mess with it. No, not a, not a good, the medical uh, advice would be don't do it. But you could you could just get some water soluble thing or something and dump it on there. Some Easter egg dye. Yeah, yeah. Do an Easter egg thing. All right. Okay. All right, and and do it around. Um, what is Easter? When the, when Jesus re was resurrected? That's is that right. when that was? That's right. This is Sunday. Also, not a good day to be sacrilegious. All right, but <laughs> and it's right before Christmas. I know you ate. All right. So uh, dye your groin and then uh, hide your groin in some bushes and send a bunch of five-year-olds to go out looking for it. I'm sure there's some complex psychiatric <laughs> syndrome around dying pubic hairs. But. I'm sure, too. Uh, what? All right. Hey, Scott. Yes. All right. What's your problem? Listen, state your problem in about 30 seconds. Make it real titillating, and then we're going to break. Okay. Well, I uh, lost my job a few months or seven months ago, and now um, I was a little depressed after that. I think it's like post-modern, you know, using Drew terms here, post-modern or post Oh, okay, Scott. <laughs> you know, you're really... That was not scintillating. Okay. After the break, I want to... You want to talk to me? You a little All bit. right, but I told him to, to make it titillating, give me 30 seconds, and he stumbled. The guy's anxious to start with, and what do you do? Make him more anxious. All right, Scott, cool. hang on. We're bringing... Uh, we're going to break. We're bringing the suicide machines in here, and we will uh, ridicule you. Um, can I ridicule... And you can ridicule me, and then I'll ridicule the suicide machines, and they'll kick me in the nuts, and then they'll st storm out of here. All that after this break. Love line. We'll be right back. So leave a message at the beep. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. 
Hey, it's Steve Austin. Download the Steve Austin Show to hear my guest, TNA wrestler, Cowboy James Storm. He got hit with a, a chair, and some bitch had it turned the wrong way. Mm. You know, the seat part that had the lip on it, the lip caught me right there and just split it wide open. Oh. And this old part was hanging down. You see my damn eyeball through it. So, yeah, I'm partially blind in, in, in my left eye right here. Download the Steve Austin Show now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. All right, uh, back here on uh, Lust Line is uh, Dr. Bruce's uh, brainiac wife uh, calls. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> here with Dan and Jay from the uh, Suicide Machines, uh, Detroit's own uh, Suicide Machines. They have a uh, CD out called Destruction by Definition. Boys, here's my, uh, here's my take on this whole thing. I think we should hear something from the CD in case uh, there are folks out there who haven't heard of you guys or don't know the CD and then that way when we're interviewing you and taking calls and everything they'll go oh yeah those guys are good uh, maybe it'll make them uh, think of some kind of sexual question the, the music <laughs> will make them think of something weird. perhaps it will yeah. jar something jar loose something. in the yeah. uh, in the NAD region alright so uh, off of destruction by definition from the suicide machines SOS SOS uh, from the Suicide Machines, uh, sitting around here with uh, Dan and Jay and uh, Dr. Bruce, the hippest doc in town, talking uh, talking shop, talking guitars with the boys. I, of course, uh, contributed nothing. Although, uh, what were we talking about? The uh, Guitar Center or something like that? We don't like that place. No. Okay, but here, here's my... I, I don't know anything from, from any instruments, but my only take on all this stuff is... I wish I played an instrument when I hear these commercials because, you know, the ones they play in the radio, they go, hey, rolling uh, pedal effects, usually $2,000. Now, $4. I'm like, for some unknown reason, wow, yeah. all of a sudden. Drumsticks, a penny. <laughs> a whole Ludwig uh, drum kit. That'd be good for us, actually, if drumsticks were a penny because our drummer goes through quite a few of them. They, does he do that? Does he bust them or does he do that cool thing where they uh, shoot them out in the audience? Or is that too uh, that's, glam that's rock? Actually, we were thinking about doing something like that. Having like oh, a rocket launch. Really? Like rocket launchers on, on his toms or something like that. And, uh, so Killing, shoot, yeah, we're gonna, shoot drumsticks. We're going to sharpen the, the tips up and just kill kids. <laughs> hey, why not fire back? I have uh, been out and, and done a few uh, stage appearances in the last year. Uh, did one in Washington, D.C., did one in Minneapolis. There was like 50,000 people at one and 30,000 people at the other. It's dangerous going up there. Sometimes it can yeah, be, the, yeah. this guy did that to us in Phoenix, and people are spitting at him and throwing stuff and hitting him in the head with, like, tapes and stuff. It's pretty rad. <laughs> a guy threw a miniature, like, Jägermeister bottle, one of those airplane uh, cocktail bottles, you know, thick glass yeah. thing. He must have winged this thing from 75 yards back and a thing, and it went over my head by, you know, a good five, six feet. But I thought to myself, if that thing had hit me, like, in the sphincter or something, or right in like a real vulnerable spot, I would have been dead. Plain and simple, you just would have been dead. That's what, right. What did you do to tick him off, though? I didn't do anything. Oh, I was yeah. just up there. Uh -huh. sure. I, uh -huh. I just, I think I said, someone said, it's Adam Carolla from Loveline, and the, the bottles the bottles <laughs> began flying. All right, uh, so you guys are going back to Detroit, or at least Michigan. You live in Detroit? 
in the uh, Detroit area. I live I out. Do. I live out. I moved outside of the Detroit no area. Skirts. I had to move away. I don't like it. It's too crazy. And uh, did you see Roger and me? Roger, have I seen that movie before? Yeah. Uh, actually, I never saw the whole movie, but I saw parts of it no. before. You remember that movie, Jay? It was, was about, it about? about the auto workers in Flint. Roger, what's his name? Never seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I would check it out. Saw the whole movie. All right, so uh, you're going back to the uh, sleet and cold of uh, Detroit. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, we are. And uh, Wayne Fonts is on the way out, and uh, yeah. you're going to. Well, I heard actually. I heard he uh, they, they signed him to a new contract or something like that. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, you can, that if you can believe that. All right. I can't believe it. I'm going to be killed by the program director for hearsay sports talk. On the show. <laughs> All right, let's take uh, let's take a call, Scott. Yes. You're 20. Yes, sir. That's right. Now, we, uh, when we left off, you're giving a uh, scintillating uh, description of your problem. Well, it, it, is, it has a lot of little, uh, little details and such. All right. Anyway, I lost my job seven months ago and suffered some post-traumatic depression. Um, Where were you working? At a hardware store with oh. my older brother. And, you know, yeah, that hurts. It was, real, it was really nice people other than that. Right. Good money, all the benefits such as that. Anyway... Uh, one a month, about a month after, I suffered a mild panic attack that was easy to get over. You know, I just waved it off; it was no problem. But um, I smoked some pot or a joint, like or a couple of them. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, like about a month afterwards, and then now, now I've got like a full-blown uh, panic disorder. And I just wanted to know uh, if that was if uh, pot can cause such things like this. Pot pot is famous for what's called the. Uh, businessman's heart attack you get somebody really? that's not used to smoking pot and they show up in an emergency room and they're anxious they're hyperventilating they're saying they're having think they're having a heart well, see, attack no i've done it like a bunch of times before then it's just i think i did it at the wrong time you know i was really depressed i had a lot of things on my that's mind. the thing about right. pot you, you don't do it to try to uh don't don't uh, drown your sorrows in in cannabis it, it only makes you concentrate more on that and freaks you out more you, you got to be in a good mood to smoke the the weed right it's oh, a, I, I, I find um, another question is, uh, if I'm seeing a therapist about this now and things are working fine, I'm just wondering if in the future, uh, you know, when, you know, I'm not worried about anything or anything, we'll just, will smoking pot bring this back? Uh, yeah, absolutely not a good Hardware idea to store, smoke man. pot because pot is a drug that it, it has a lot to do with the mindset and the setting you're in. It's called the set and setting drug and it's just, it's really felt to be in the hallucinogen class of drugs. So some of the same problems you get into with LSD you're going to get into with pot. And the other issue is if you do have panic disorder, it just, it's something you should absolutely stay away from, any of the hallucinogens. And yeah, so Scott, why do you want to screw with something that's already screwed well, with you? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem in the, you know, earlier. I just figured, you know, right. I mean, I, you know, I, if it's, it's no problem with me. All right, you know, All right but here's the deal, Scott. When you get a new job, when you're done with your therapy, when you're married, everything's stable, and you've got five kids, then go back on the weed. <laughs> oh, God bless right, But straighten in when you get your license back, all right? Okie dokie. Do you have your license? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> all right. Get everything straight. Okay, new rule. If you don't have a license, you can't smoke weed. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Uh, either that means you're under 16 and you shouldn't be on the weed, or it means, uh, like in Scott's case, you're 20 hmm. and you still don't have your license, in which case there's uh, probably something up. So no license, no weed. Well, my mom and dad always told me it was bad, so I just don't smoke Mine it. Mine too. Yeah. And the government told me it's bad. Yeah, so you listen. No, the, gov the government was even though they ship it, it in. to us. Hold <laughs> on, oh, I want to check into Jay's uh, ear for a second. Jay, let me let me see your ear. Is that your uh, left ear? The one that's got the. Uh, is... They're both like that. Now, is that a hole in your ear, or is that it's something, what, something shiny? It's where you hide your weed, man. <laughs> now, no, what is that called? What? 
That's cool. What is that? Uh, it's just I stretched my earlobe out. Right. Now, do you keep... All right, let me explain. Have you seen those... Uh, it's like what they do in Africa in certain tribes, yeah, right? There's, a, there's actually some uh, islands kind of close to Hawaii where they do the same thing. It's, it's yeah, it's the same thing. Now you start with how big a hole? Just like small. a piercing hole? Yeah, it's a small hole. And you keep enlarging the uh, diameter of whatever you're putting into that hole. Yeah. And how long did it take to get? Because all right, what Jay's got going is he's got about three quarters of an inch worth of PVC pipe running. Well, let me see. Let me eyeball that. All right, that ain't bigger than three quarters of an inch. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. No, that's uh, that's a healthy five eighths there. Yeah, but it's it's. Uh, I'll put it back in for it shuts up. <laughs> I just sniffed it. The point is, is you start small and you keep working yeah. your way up. Now, how long did it take you to get to get it that big? I haven't really stretched it since February or something like that. It's probably the last time I did it. I mean, no, no. When the hell was it? It was. I don't remember. Anyways, it, remember. it took about a year, year and a half to get this big. Uh huh. Do you want? So you don't want to keep going with it? I will someday. Right now, I'm just kind of letting it heal, relax, get healthy again. Now, Bruce, if he hmm. takes that thing out and keeps it out, will it go back? Not completely. Yeah. So you always have a little something there. Yeah, right. the ears are a weird place to flow around. So the cartilage in the ear is not real, f real forgiving for stuff like that. All right, but theoretically, he could get that thing stretched out to like uh, so he had a piece of sewer pipe or something in there, like five years from now, right? No, not sewer pipe size, but PVC pipe size. Yeah. Not, okay, so like lawn lawn sprinkler size. I can stick this room right here. <laughs> He's pointing at the. Adam mic. seems extremely uh, inquisitive. I think maybe he, maybe you want to do one of these yourself. No, no, just uh, yeah. I think he's very just curious. Okay. Too big a puss to do any kind of piercings. Uh, Tiana, fourteen, you're on Loveline. Hi, it's Tiana. All right. Um, first of all, Adam, you're really hot. I think. Oh and, really? <laughs> yeah, and the suicide machines, you guys really kick ass too. Thanks. Thank you. What about Bruce? Bruce is cool. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for that charitable <laughs> comment for Dr. Bros. Okay. Um, my problem is that I'm 14 and I have an 18-year-old boyfriend, Josh, and he's really been like trying to pressure me into doing like really weird stuff. And I, I mean, I'm a virgin and I'm, I really want to stay with him and I'm afraid that I'll lose him. What's he want? What's he want you to do? Well, just I don't know weird stuff. I mean, stuff that involves a latex glove. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. Just crazy stuff that I'm not into, you know? All right, Tiana? Mm-hmm. Hold on. we got to go to break. Okay. All right, now this is, uh, okay, this is what I'm talking about. This is very titillating here. It is? It's, well, it's potentially. It's terrible. It's all right, all right. Yeah, okay. All right, well, please. <laughs> don't, uh, don't douse my fire going into the break. Okay. All right, when we come back, more suicide machines, and then we'll uh, figure out what's up with Tiana. Back. Wash your hands. Ah, yes, Loot Crate. It's a monthly subscription box service for geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 bucks a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, one-of-a-kind items, and more. They're guaranteed to be 40 bucks plus in value in every crate. That's more than double. Hell, even I can do that math. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. So let's get cracking, people. You've got until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. But when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. 
So let's get to getting. Make sure you head to lootcrate.com forward slash ace, enter the code ace, and save 10% on any new subscription. That's lootcrate.com forward slash ace and save 10%. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Bruce sitting in quite nicely, thank you, for the vacationing. What the hell is that from, Engineer Mike? Oh, that was Republica. What the hell was I chanting? Drew? Hey, listen, uh, Engineer Mike. Since uh, Drew's gone, let's do a little homage to uh, the Drewster. I, I do this every time. Um, he, here's what I call these things. They're the uh, OCDDs, the out-of-context Drew drops. Now, anyone who listens to the show with any regularity knows that uh, Dr. Drew is a little bit uptight sometimes, and he certainly doesn't, uh, he doesn't like to say certain words and certain things. But once in a while, he's reading a piece of email or responding to a caller, and... Uh, this guy is an asshole. Thank Can I you. say that? There you go. Things like that. Uh, so uh, play a few of those good ones, if you will, in, in memory of uh, the dear departed Drew. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. I was bored, so I had my tongue pierced. I was bored, so I put a spear through my penis. She drinks until she barely has her senses about her, and then she can relax enough to have sex with me. <laughs> if anything, I want to be dominated. <laughs> Engineer Mike? Do the uh, do the faggot better run? That's my favorite. That he, he was reading uh, the lyrics from uh, Michelle and Deggio Cello's uh, CD or uh, song uh, Leviticus Faggot, and uh, this is excellent. Go ahead. Faggot better run. <laughs> do you, what kind of feedback do you get from Drew after these? Uh... Drew uh, does not like these. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> he hates these. I'm knowing Drew, I'm shocked that it continues. I'm surprised he doesn't go in there and destroy the. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, we'll uh, we'll play the uh, doctor engineer Mike. Don't let me forget to play the uh, Doctor Drew shuffle at uh, some point this Still evening. A version. I've had anal sex, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, but we're back with uh, Dan and Jay from the uh, Suicide Machines. And when we left off, we were speaking to uh, was it Tiana? Uh, Tiana. Tiana. Yeah, that's my name. All right. Now, you're 14. You have an 18-year-old boyfriend. Uh-huh. He wants to do weird things to you, and you're still a virgin. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I have a question. Are, are you in high school? Yeah, I am. Is he in high school? Yeah, that's how I met him. That's kind of what I figured. And I'm a, fresh, I'm a freshman. That's kind of what I figured. Freshman means ninth grade, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, he hasn't graduated yet? No. Was he held back a year? <laughs> yeah, in kindergarten. Yeah. Everyone is held back in kindergarten. Somehow it's not a crime in kindergarten. <laughs> not me. I mean, everyone who was held back was held back in kindergarten. It's, oh, okay. it's very humiliating to say you had to repeat 11th grade. Oh. But to say you repeated kindergarten, that's oh. fine. Well, it's thrown out. Well, back when, when, when you're in, like, third grade or something <laughs> like that, if you tell everybody, yeah, I had to repeat kindergarten, everybody thinks that's funny. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, here, well, that's not funny. Let's get back to the point. All right. Uh, Tiana, <laughs> go ahead. Really? What's he want to do to you? I don't know. He just, I, I, he didn't really tell me what. He just is trying to pressure me into stuff. He doesn't tell like, me what it is. He just. Like, what are, what are these hints he keeps dropping? Um, oh, we'll be talking. He'll say, hey, baby, you want to try this? You know, and he'll make up this weird stuff I've never even heard of. I mean, well, I have, but it's nothing I want to do. Mm -hmm. How long have you been going out? Uh, we were best friends for about two years, and then we were going out for like five months. All right, there's something wrong with this guy uh, being best friends with someone who's that much younger than he is. 
No offense. Hey. No offense, but please. I don't look 14. I, I don't I act 14. You, I thought you said you met him in high school. Yeah. But you've been best friends for two years before you Well, I hang out. out with high school friends, so that's how I met him. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so. And he's no virgin? No way. No way. No way. All right. So I hear stories, though. Well, you don't even want to be with a guy like that anyways if you hear your stories yeah, about Yeah, people him. tell me I could do so much better, but there's something so exciting, you know, about dating someone that much older. That's why there are laws against it. Yeah. Because it, <laughs> cause he's, cause he's 18 and you're 14. It, you know, you probably you sound like you are more mature than the average 14-year-old, but you are still 14 and you have the life experience of somebody that's 14. Yeah, that's true. And you don't want to give up your virginity for this guy in this no, relationship. No, 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 I'm not stupid. No, you're not stupid. No, but, but you're mildly dumb. Well, I mean, you're, you're 14, and this guy's 18, and he's been, you know, he's been around the block. So what you ought to do is, is lose this guy. Get, you know, really, it's, it's going to be something that's tough to do now, but you're just going to end up being pressured, and it's going to get to be ugly being in a relationship. And eventually, you guys are going to go for a uh, moonlight drive down to the lake, and he's going to bring a 12-pack uh, of uh, Mickeys with him, and you're going to have three and a half of them, and he's going to give you one of those, look, either I get a hand job or you're walking home, and it's going to be a big mess. Okay. We're, we're trying to nip this in the bud. And well, how do I break up with him? I mean, I, it's really hard for me because we've been so close. If he's your friend, I mean, he'll understand. Just ask him. Say, you know, why are you <clears throat> being 18 years old going out with me and I'm 14? I already did, and he said that he loves me. That's why. Right. But see, the point is, even in your mind, you're thinking there's something wrong with this. And that is what you, the best thing you could learn at 14 is that your little inner voice speaks wisdom and that you've got to follow that. And that's what's going on here. You know there's something wrong here. You may be more mature than the average 14-year-old, but this guy's definitely not where an 18-year-old should be. All right. So listen to your inner voice. All okay, right? Thanks. My inner voice is saying tell, to uh, hang up Just right tell now. him Adam Carolla said break up. Yeah. <laughs> All I need is some... <laughs> Sex crazed eighteen year old with a like gun coming coming after me. <laughs> uh, the hell's this guy's name? Six Z or Z? <laughs> I don't know. Is this Roman numerals? It's what related is that? to Prince? Um, no, it's some Italian name or something. What? What's it mean? It's an Italian name. How do you say it? Z. Z. Yeah. All right. It's a cool name. It's a pretty fresh name. It is. Well, I don't know. Probably my mom was high on something, or I don't know. All right. Um, well, I got a really serious problem here. Friday night when I got home from school, um, my dad was having a little, um, some drinks with some of his friends, and he offered me a drink, and I just drank it, and I just can remember watching TV and, like, blacking out all of a sudden. And the next day, I woke up in the bathtub um, with blood coming out of my nose. Okay, you're 14 years old. Yeah. And you live at home with your dad who uses drugs. Well, I live with my mom. He's my stepdad. But my mom's on a vacation in Italy. Okay, does uh, does she know that he uses drugs? Yes, she does. And what do you suspect he did to you while you were blacked out? Um, I have a clue because before he would, like, grab me here and there, and I, would, I wouldn't think of anything, but now that I had this experience um what do you mean grab you here and there he would like he would grab me in the ass and stuff and i'm sort of scared because i don't know what he would do to me while i was blacked out okay you know some you're again at 14 uh. years old you've you've got a really really significant problem here do you have any other adults in your life that you can talk to um that are responsible that understand you're in a very you're in a very unprotected environment you need you need to get some help here
and maybe. And I'm really scared because my little brother, I don't know, it's like, I don't know if he did anything to him or not or anything. Okay. All right. Here's the situation. If you sort of suspect, I mean, nobody should get a weird sexual vibe off of uh, anybody 20 years older than they are. Especially if they're supposed to be used. Yeah, unless they're in a band or something. But when you're living with them and they're like your step-parent, and they're doing things that you're having trouble interpreting, like, well, I don't know, he hasn't exactly tried to put his finger in my ass, but he did grab my butt once, or he did wink at me. That, all right, that's it. Anything close, anything close to that is weird, and something's up with this person, and, and this guy's clearly crossed the line. He gave you, what, what were you drinking? Um, it was this. Like wine coolers, I don't remember. And, and he was feeding these things to you? No, he just, he, I just took one little drink and, well not a drink, it was like this little small cup. Hmm. And I remember I was watching TV and all of a sudden I just like feel everything like falling or something. I and, feel like I was falling and I fell asleep. Have, have you asked him how you woke up in the tub, how you got there? I'm scared to even get near him. I've been locked in my room ever since that day. Is your little brother there too? Huh? Yeah, he's in here. He's asleep. You gotta understand me. You gotta watch out for your little brother. Do you, do you know where mom is? I mean, can you contact mom? Um, I have to look for a number. She ne she didn't leave a number. She's she left that night before. You and you don't? Is she staying with relatives or something? Yeah. All right. I think he needs to track oh, yeah. mom down. Yeah. And I'm not sure what's up with mom either. By the way bringing this guy into the uh, family and then uh, split in Italy. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, this is, you know, the stepfather or the, the guardian uh, being a perpetrator is not that uncommon. Where's, so where's, your, where's your real dad, Z? He died. He passed away when I was small. Okay. All right. So you're in kind of a pickle here. You, you need to do something. This is a potentially, I don't want to panic you, but this is a pretty yeah, potentially a dangerous situation. Do you have any relatives or anybody in town? My sister. Your, yeah. She lives in San Bernardino. How far is that from you? I live in L.A. Alright. Uh, how old is she? 21. Call her. I think you need to call her and I think you and your little brother need to need to sh you need to tell her that you're scared, that you think something's up, and that you need to come sleep on her sofa until mom comes back in town. Yeah. You're I mean you're not safe tonight and we need to we need to help you get something uh going tonight with this, okay? So You wanna talk to him off yeah, the air? Yeah. All right. Uh I'll tell you what. Z. Yeah. We're gonna put you on hold. Okay. And then we're gonna talk to uh you off the air, all right? Okay, thanks. All right. All right, why don't we go to break early? We'll do that. We should be breaking now anyway. And then uh, when we come back, we'll see if we can straighten this mess out. Now the Loveline weather report for the nation. Mostly neurotic throughout the southwest. There'll be some scattered indiscretions around the Great Salt Lake. Also overnight, partly chronic in parts of Virginia. Loveline will be right back. So you've got a couple of minutes to go catch something. Hey, it's Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC.com can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might ask yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. 
First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what is slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, the Internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis, and then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what is slowing down your computer. That is MyCleanPC.com. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. Download Talk is Jericho now to hear my interview with Rob Zombie. I hated the 80s. I hated everything about the 80s. All the, like the, the slasher films. Everything. I hate the horror movies. I hate the fashion. I hate the hair. <laughs> I hate the music. The 80s should have never happened for me. Download Talk is Jericho now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Yeah, boy. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Bruce sitting in for Dr. Drew, and that is Dan and Jay from the Suicide Machine. So we had a pretty heavy call, uh, Z, when we last uh, left off, who suspected his uh, stepfather some sort of... Uh, Molestation, I guess. You know, and this is, a, we should talk about it a little bit. It's a real common. You talk to him off the air. Mm-hmm. I talk right. to him off the air. Having a step, a step parent that uses drugs or abuses alcohol, that's a setup for molestation to occur. That's a very common scenario for it to occur. And when you get kids that are being molested by adults, it's just like the 18 year old with the 14 year old girlfriend. There is a certain power they exert over the child where they feel res- the child feels responsible for it. The, the child is afraid to tell somebody about it, and that's what. That's how it continues. Well, and, then, and half these bastards say, I'll kill you if you right. tell your mom, or uh, no one will believe you, or you know you wanted it, or some BS like that. Right. But to drug them like this, this is sort of the uh, child molester's uh, yeah. uh, use of the, uh, roofie. of the roofie. So this is incredibly horrible. and uh, you know. Ultimately, I blame mom. Ultimately, you have to blame mom. Right? Or dad, whoever brings in the evil step-parent who then comes in and abuses uh, the child. Because, uh, let's face it, there are uh, sicko uh, pedophiles and uh, drug abusers and uh, on every corner. And, you know, the fact that uh, mom or dad goes out, finds these people, then brings them into the family. I mean, this is, you know, they facilitate this, and then they live in their own little denial and then, you know, they're winging off to Europe while uh, Z is home with, uh, you know, sicko right. and, stepdad and his, and his drug buddies. And it's, yeah, it's the responsibility of the, of the parents to protect the kids from this. So bringing the stepdad in, that's definitely she's... All right, so he's going to go try to hook up with his uh, sister, and you're going to talk to him uh, after the show. After the show. He got his number. Right. right. You're going to call him back. Yep. That's dedication. <laughs> Drew wouldn't do that. <laughs> yes, he would. Now, Drew, you know what Drew does during the commercials? Drinks off a flask and uh, criticizes the Democrats. He returns oh pages. <laughs> That's true, too. I'm Adam Carolla, and that is Dr. Bruce. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Uh, Stuff like this makes me sick. <laughs> hey, uh, Engineer Mike. 
Do we have the Drew Shuffle uh, queued up? I've heard it a thousand times. It's always funny. To me, it's like when somebody farts. I, I laugh every time. I don't care if I've heard, I've heard a thousand farts in my life. I will laugh every time someone farts, and I will laugh every time I hear the Dr. Drew, can I say that, shuffle. Pee on this stick. Makes me sick. Pee on this stick. Makes me sick. If I find you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. Asshole. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Makes me sick. You're fat. Asshole. You're fat. Sorry, not. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. <laughs> Leonardo, 16, you're on Love Line. Well, um, I've been having, like, lung problems and, like, heart problems and stuff. And, like, I just be getting, like, really strong attacks. And I've been, like, I smoke a lot out of pot and stuff. And um, I wonder, I mean, I want to find out what can it be. And, like, do you suggest anything for me to do and stuff? Wait. Smoke more pot, right, Doc? <laughs> Isn't that it? And kill yourself completely. You don't have to worry about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So what kind of heart and lung problems do you know you have or don't you know you have any? You well, I, like, one, like, once I was walking home from school and stuff, and then, like, and I just had, like, a really strong attack. And okay, then but like, you've not been diagnosed with some sort of heart problem by a doctor. Have you seen a doctor for this? Um, no, but I told the doctor, like, about it. And what did he say? Well, he said, he only told me, like, you know, what, what, like, problems you could get, and, like, what can you get, and, like, stuff like that. And he said, well, he just told me to stop. Okay, yeah, that's, a, that's great advice, stop smoking the pot. pot. One of the problems with marijuana that people don't talk about, it's like each joint's like about five to ten regular cigarettes. It's, it's very toxic smoke. It's got a lot of other poisons but, in it. And it, it's okay. a very common thing that I see, whether it's in regular practice with teenagers or in the emergency room, are people that smoke pot getting chest pain. And that is an actually identified syndrome of marijuana-related chest pain. All right. Do you think he should get himself <clears throat> checked out anyway? Yeah. You know, we have to, obviously, it's like somebody calling the hospital. You have to tell them you have to be seen. I can't examine you over the air. The things, the bad things you could have from smoking pot, even at the age of 16, oh. uh, you could have a small collapse of your lung. Uh, you could have a lot of other things going on. You need yeah, a chest x-ray. You need to get, you could have a blood clot in your lung even though it's unlikely it's 16. So the first thing is you've got to get to it. Probably go to an emergency room tonight. You're 16. Uh -huh. get, get the x-ray done. Get checked out. I have to give you that kind of advice. But in the, Like with that day that I got attacked, like, you know, I told my parents, can the police, like, you know, take me to the hospital because, like, you know, and they didn't do that. Well, you didn't tell them you are smoking a bunch of pot either. No, they knew that I, that I told them that I was doing it, and, like, yeah. they knew that I was doing it. And, you know, and then they was like, you know, they took me as a lie and all that. Well, how much, how long after that did you smoke your next joint? Well... It was, um, what was it? He needed something to cope. Come on, that man was, was traumatized. It was like on a, you know, like two or three days ago, and I haven't, and to tell the truth, the times that I did, like, you know, I never really re um, experienced any chest pains or lung problems or anything like that until I started smoking cigarettes. And, like, I started smoking cigarettes to get off the pot. Okay, know? how long have you been smoking the pot? Well, I think, like, for two years or so. Yeah, all right. First off, so, everyone knows you do heroin to kick uh, marijuana. Any doctor will tell you that, not cigarettes. Well, I did cigarettes. I never, like, you know, well, that drug is not available. All right, I listen, okay, Leonardo, don't get, don't, stop smoking stuff. All right. You understand? It's all bad. Uh -huh. Your lungs hurt. If you can't get to an emergency room tonight, which is the advice I have to give you, do you have a school clinic? A lot of schools have clinics. No, but a lot of friends, they advise me to go to a free clinic. And right. 
Where, uh, my what's, parents don't want to help me out. You okay? And this is a real important point. Once you're over, it depends what state you're in. Once you're over the age of 12, 13, you don't need a parent's consent for anything to do with drugs and alcohol, sexually transmitted diseases, pregnancy, or depression. You don't need a parent's consent. So you can go without your parent, especially if you know where there's a free clinic. So if you can't get somewhere tonight, first thing in the morning, go. You need to have somebody listen with a stethoscope to your lungs, your heart, and examine you and probably get a chest x-ray and some other stuff. Uh, as I said, at your age, it's unlikely you have a blood clot or a heart attack or a collapsed lung, but, you know, it can happen. All right, and listen, Leonardo. Uh -huh. uh, after the doctor gives you the big thumbs up and tells you everything is fine, that is not your cue to go smoke <laughs> more weed. Do you understand? Uh -huh. Yeah, I want to do that and stuff, but, like, you know. All right, forget the weed, forget the cigarettes. I, I know I sound uh, Pollyannish here, but, I mean, you're 16, you're not hooked on anything yet. Don't get yourself hooked. I, I don't know what's up with your parents. Sounds like, like you slipped on pot. My parents, like, you know, they also, like, you know, they hassle me a lot. Well, not my, you know, my, parents, my dad. About what? Yeah, he puts me through a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I come in the house and, you know, as soon as I come in, he'll start screaming at me for no apparent reason. All right. Is he, and does, he, up, does he drink? Well, not heavily, but he drinks. Okay. Listen, Leonardo. I've been caught me low last yeah. Okay. Listen, you're, but I don't like your parents any more than you do, but you're 16. you got to take care of yourself. Okay. You go to the doctor, put down the bong, put down the cigarettes, and try to stay in school, try to get some sort of grades, and get the hell out of the house. And, and then just, you know... I, you know, I tell half the people listening to this show, disown your parents. It, it's the saddest thing in the world. We have 14, 15-year-olds calling up saying, you know, I, I mean, hey, it, just a little mental abuse at this point in this day and age on this show Seems is considered a plus. Yeah. yeah, thank God Pop's not sodomizing you. I guess you should be counting your blessings. Stop having kids, everybody. That is my message. If you don't want the kids, stop having them. I agree with that. Because everybody who calls in here, it's like, yeah, yeah, we wanted kids until the guy, uh, he turned like two, and then he was too big for mm. cuddling, and uh, we're on to our own crap now. It's ridiculous nowadays. It really is. It is everything, every problem in this, and I'm not going to go on too big a tirade because I do at least once a show. Every problem in this society, at least, uh, at least in my opinion, can be traced back to people having kids who shouldn't be having kids. They're over population in the prison uh, the crime all right no all right please. all right all right well, let me just let me go on for a second that everything in america and i don't care if you're talking about unemployment i don't care if you're talking about the decay of the school system i don't care if you're talking about the decay of family values the abuse of drugs or uh, the prison population is all stems from people who have no business having kids starting a family and then what they do is well the girl gets knocked up at 17 the guy's off knocking somebody else up by the time he's 19 and then these people become wards of the state we must take care of them and they go all the way through the system we have to give the mom child support we have to give them welfare we have to give them food stamps and then they become 13 14 they get involved with the with the criminal justice system and the juvenile system they're in and out of courts they're stealing your car stereos and they're knocking up your young daughters when is society and politicians going to get involved with this issue they will talk about the nafta they will talk about the deficit they will talk about stiffening up borders but they will not talk about this problem which is the number one problem facing this society i call them pussies
for sidestepping this, and it is the uh, bizarre religious right that forces everyone to go down this road. These politicians, these liars, these hypocrites, showing up at church every Sunday for a photo op. Meanwhile, they're banging their secretary in the limo. Which brings us to line two. My God. All right. Watch out, Clinton. <laughs> Allison? Yes? You're 16. You're on Love Line with the suicide machines. Okay. Um... I have a question for you guys. Thanks. Okay, um, my dad is having an affair with my best friend's mom, and I don't know how long this has been going on. They say it's, like, been two months. And it's like he's saying I have to respect him and stuff and listen to him. And, you know, well, he's saying, like, you know, you can come over and you can talk to us sometime. Yeah, like, I really want to talk to her, you know. But, like, do you think I have to respect him? You don't respect him. Wait a minute, he's having an affair, so he is cheating on... My mom, yeah, we have to... Um, there's no respect there. Yeah, we have to move. We have to get a lot of... He's, like, taking half the furniture. My mom has half, and, you know... No, so they're divorcing? Yeah, and so is my friend's um, parents. All right. Well, I, I, I don't want to uh, defend the guy too much, but it's not really an affair when you're divorced. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Uh, you're allowed to go out, like, um, you know... But see, they're going to the Jackie divorce. Jackie O or something wasn't having... An affair with uh, the Onassis guy. It's uh, their last marriage ended. What was going on earlier on the last couple of years? Were you aware that while they were together and your mother didn't know that no, something see, was going on? No, we just found out like last week. All right. See, and he told my little brother that he's had like three other affairs. How old's your little brother? Eleven. Okay, that's real wait, tough wait. to figure out when you're eleven years old. Yeah. Have you gone any kind of family therapy yet? No, we've been talking to our pastor and stuff, but. He just, he came today and he got the furniture and it's just, I think it's sick. I mean, because my friend is acting different towards me. And, um, I mean, because we've had like a really good uh, friendship and stuff. I've known her like over four years. Uh -huh. And see, me and my mom, were because I have an older sister also. And um, we were thinking that, you know, what if this has been going on like. Now, like, why is your friend acting strangely? Because, I, I don't know. I, I haven't figured that out, you know. Well, it's I'm like, sure. maybe she thinks she has it harder than we do. I don't know. I mean, because we have to give up a lot of stuff, you know. Okay, so dad is sort of embarrassing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, my dad pulled this same crap. Mm -hmm. He he didn't uh, go have an affair with one of my friend's uh, parents, but yeah. when my folks got divorced, I was about eight years old. Uh, that must have been. Uh, let me do some math. There was about uh, the early seventies, mm -hmm. and uh, dad got into his uh, swinging singles days. Yeah. You know, you know, and my dad used to dress like uh, Fred McMurray from My Three Sons. You know, mm -hmm. bad suits and bad shoes and all that. You know, the way guys dress. But when you get divorced, mm -hmm. you got to go out. You know, you're back on the market. you got to swing. And wow. this is like, you know, 1975. So Pop gets out the platform shoes. He's sporting the big afro. He's got the <laughs> jeans that, like, lace up in the front and the back. He's wearing the Afghan shirt. And he's wearing, he's wearing the non-prescriptive glasses, you know, just the clear ones. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, Dad, this is a little humiliating. You're looking like one of the freaking village people. <laughs> but he was like, hey, you know, I'm 48. You know, I'm single. And i gotta, I, I got to get out and swing a little. So everybody... I, I just use that as an excuse to uh, try to try to get back at my dad. But everybody goes out when they get divorced and pulls crap that uh, potentially could embarrass a kid. But legally, aren't they still like married though? Since it's going through the divorce, you know, and stuff. All right, because but she's driving the car, my mom's car. All right. It Look, you, here's the point. You're not going to dissuade him from doing this. Yeah. He yeah. is uh, got himself some uh, fresh poontang, and he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And he was married to your mom for a while. He's probably been dying to do this for the last five years, and now he's doing it. There's no way you're going to talk him out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as do you respect him or don't you respect him, hey, respect is something you earn. I yeah. mean, you, no one can bestow it upon you. You do yeah, it, you, yeah. you, you size up the person's actions, what they say and what they do, and then you make the decision. Obviously, you don't. That's fine. It doesn't mean uh, he's an awful guy, and it doesn't mean you won't ever have a relationship. And it, yeah. well, and you, I mean, obviously, you're in pain. You're frustrated. You don't, not sure whether you should be angry and express that towards him. He's yeah. telling you you should respect him. Mm -hmm. uh, at 16, it, it, ideally, you have two parents that are sort of modeling appropriate behavior in a relationship, and this guy is living out his adolescence. Sounds Do you like you know he, the he, age, though, that, um, see, because he's saying that he's going to try to take my brother away. And he, my brother's 11. Now, when's the age that you can choose, though, that to go with which parent, you know? Well, it's, you know, it's going to go to family court, it sounds like, and, and uh, go through counseling. It's, this, this is going to be a real mess, and Allison's very frustrated. And the important thing is that she has a lot of support going through this because be, there's going to be a lot of anger and a lot of confusion and should I respect him or should right. not. And I will give uh, Allison the same advice I've been giving uh, listeners, it seems like, all night, which is uh, you're 16, you're probably 16 and a half, another 18 months, you will be 18, and you just got to move out and do your own thing. I mean, it, it's, it's real sad when you have to sort of uh, disown your parents in a way, but... Uh, half the people we have calling just do right, but in a crisis situation, this is a crisis situation she's in, and rather, you know, not to recommend counseling and therapy for everybody, but I believe in counseling and therapy, short-term therapy to work through. This is going to be a really difficult time for her. She needs to go and see somebody, probably somebody more than just the church pastor. Yeah, and don't just talk to the pastor. You should actually move in. This is this is a crisis. Jennifer, fifteen, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Um. Okay. I have a question. The other day, I walked in on my boyfriend playing with my dog, like his, yeah. Playing what? And he doesn't know that I've seen him, and I don't... Playing oh. like, uh, catch? Hide the, hide the milk bone? <laughs> well, like, he was, like, pulling on my dog's, yeah, and... and the dog's like, hey, that ain't rawhide, buddy. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Back to a more normal love line call. Huh? It really is. Now we're back to normal. <laughs> My God. And, uh, yeah, and what was he doing? He was fondling the dog? Yeah. It, it, is it a male dog? Yeah. Does that make him gay? I don't know. <laughs> what about the dog? How old's your boyfriend? He's 17. Oh. All right. Let me tell you, I was so fixated on my own junk at 17, I didn't have time for pets. You know, the, this is a difficult. This is a difficult one. Probably the territory my your own, father might be able to deal with. Fondling my own junk was like a full-time job. I did not have an extra ten minutes to spare on the, you, you know, yanking Rover. But uh, what do you guys think? I don't know. I don't, know, I don't really know what to say about that. I mean, yeah. You have to talk to our bass player about that one. He's not here though. Yeah. He's, uh, it's. Uh, I don't know. Is it something that that you're really concerned about? Or do you think he's just? I mean, is it, is it like being, you know? I mean, yeah, sometimes people get impulsive and they do some right. screwy things. And look, every, half the guys I know smoke pot uh, have gotten their dogs or cats stoned, usually for their own stoned amusement. And it's usually them who are really stoned. And then they, and the dog's doing what the dog would normally do, but they go, look at him. He's so stoned. Look at him. He's eating. I would, I would just blow it off as something just really stupid. You know what I mean? Is he, yeah, has he done anything else? No, he... Seemed pretty normal before that. And what did he say when you caught him? Well, he didn't see me. Oh. I like, went to the bathroom and then I came back and I like just looked around and. How long have you known this guy? 
for a year. Does he have a? Is his family pretty so normal? He, What's his background like? Normal. I mean. And is he use any drugs? No, you know nothing. And I've never caught him with like playboys or. Was he ever felt up by a veterinarian? <laughs> so so was he yanking the red rocket or flicking it or what was he doing? Just like I don't know. When I walked in, he was just like yanking it. I guess yeah. Uh huh. And uh, he wasn't going to get his mouth around there, though, was he? I oh. hope not. No. Okay. So where, not you're coming from the bathroom? Yeah. All right. It's a good thing you weren't going number two because by the time you got there, God knows what would have been going on in there. All right. I, I would consider just, confronting him just for the hell of why it. Why not? Just yeah, funny. Just, just like, a, you know, yeah, quite it, embarrassing. As a you know? matter of fact, no, don't confront him. <laughs> Keep that for when he starts up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because... Here's the way we did this with all my friends, at least, and I know this is a relationship, but uh, my friends and I, and these are five or six guys, love to humiliate each other, like when we were about that age, in front of mixed company, mm -hmm. or, you know, girls and stuff like that. But we all knew one disgusting thing that the other guy mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. So as soon as somebody would start piping up, oh, you should have seen the time, Adam, I would just have to yell out, porcelain banana, and the person would shut right up. There you go. Because I won't get into what the porcelain banana was, but the <laughs> point is, is, whatever it is, the person <laughs> knew <laughs> that they did not want me talking about the porcelain banana. And they would shut the hell up. All right. Now, this so, guy, so this guy's potentially, you know, has some serious problems. The question is, is he an adolescent just doing some Yeah, he's probably just screwing around. He's 17. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, hormones and all that. But you, whatever the dog's name is, if he starts getting out of line, Take just yell the dog's <laughs> name out. He'll <laughs> straighten right out. Yeah. Jojo, 19, you're on Love Line. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Hey, the band, Suicide Machine. Hey, how you doing? Coming up to the Bay Area. Well, are we? We yeah. were just up there, actually. Yeah, we just played the bottom. We're of the... just there. Yeah, the bottom of the hill. Are oh, you guys were at the show? You were at the uh, show? I wasn't there, but um, oh. I had I heard you guys on the radio I said something. I thought maybe it was still coming up, but I missed it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe like in a uh, maybe in like two three months or something like that, we might be back up there again. Oh, that'd be cool. All right, I got a problem. Last week I did acid, and I've done it with blotter paper before, probably five or six times, but this time it was liquid, mm. and I did it by with a dropper in my eye, because that's just what they said to do it, you know? And The FDA recommendation? Yeah. The instruction sheet? Yeah, I saw C. Everett Coop talking about that on NBC the other day. <laughs> but anyways, it was just a normal thing, you know, and it was, it would just work like ever before, and um, the, this whole past week after I did it, I've been having tracers. But I haven't been feeling very high at all, but it's, it's affecting my job because for a living I drive, I deliver things. And trying to drive with all these tracers, I'm just not knowing, you know, right. what's gonna, is it going to go away. I'll tell you something right there, dude. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Plain and simple. Especially don't, if you're going to do it, don't put but it But have you ever heard about, like, the... Yeah. Again, you know, we were talking about this earlier in the show. You have, there are... <clears throat> there are effects from LSD that continue on for, you know, flashbacks can go on, according to the medical literature, I've read up to 18 months. Now, I've talked to people that said, oh, I've had them longer than that. But, uh, you know, a situation like this, you're dripping LSD into your eye. You don't know the concentration generally when you have liquid LSD. That's one of the problems. That's why a lot of people are afraid to do it. On the other hand, with blotter acid, you're not always sure what the concentration is. And it's extremely uh, small, an extremely small amount of LSD has a tremendous uh, ability to stimulate the brain in ways we still don't even understand. So how long this is going to last, 
the problem is it's, it's unpredictable. You should go and have an eye exam. You should see a physician, but there's really no way to predict how long that effect is going to last. Is this from the eye being damaged, or is this from just the effects of the LSD? Well, it sounds like tra typically this is tracers from the effects yeah. of the LSD on the brain. I don't probably not anything to do with with drinking. All right. So what's the, the eye? What's the eye exam going to do? Well, just because uh -huh. I'm not examining the guy, because who knows? Drumming up more money. Maybe for the there was some. Profession. I've had yeah. Well, when people drip things into <laughs> eyes, okay. I've seen some very bizarre. Right. Uh, it's a good thing he wasn't doing system. heroin. <laughs> okay. Or using a needle. Uh, uh, that was the joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, though. More when we come back. Hi. Love line's gonna be right back. All right, play the beat. Let's face it, going to Costco or Sam's Club can be really kind of a frustrating experience. Long lines, giant carts banging into you, big crowds impossible to find a parking spot and can be certainly a big time waster. Well, now, fortunately, Boxed.com helps alleviate these issues. Boxed.com allows you to do all your wholesale shopping on your mobile device. No membership fees and all the shipping is free for orders over $60. Boxed.com has hundreds of products similar to Costco and Sam's Club. Do you want to save yourself from the embarrassment of buying large quantities of, say, TP in public? Well, now Box.com is here to help you, and it will deliver hundreds of bulk-sized products right to your door, and again, for free for orders over $60. So just sit back, relax, and shop at your leisure online or on your mobile device. We'll notify you when your orders ship and when they're delivered. Stop paying retail and save yourself the headache and backache. With Box.com, we bring the big box club experience right to you. Save time, gas, and membership fees with Boxed Wholesale. The big box club in your pocket. Go on your mobile device and visit Box.com today. On the film ball, Brian, I feel like we take care of our listeners. It's not easy for people to make it out to the movies. They got kids, they got work, and uh, making out to the movies isn't always these things. So you know what we did this week? This week on the film ball, we got you covered. Top five streaming now movies. Movies you can stream on the old Netflix, go stream online, and uh, watch on the comfort of your own home. That's ten movies, at least, that we have covered for you this week that you can watch now that uh, get the green light from Brian and I. Good movies, unequivocally good. You'll enjoy them this week on the film ball. Over at Podcast One. That's O-N-E. Dot com. All right, love line. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Bruce. Dr. Bruce is filling in for Dr. Drew, who is not only knows where. Uh, for, uh, for those of you who are fans of uh, Dr. Drew, he will be um, sporadic at, at best in his uh, Loveline appearances over the next week or so. He's uh, taking some vacation time. Uh, I, however, am uh, completely professional and, de and dedicated uh, to my craft and will be here as uh, much as I'm forced to. So um, you have that to look forward to. <laughs> no one can fill your large... I have huge boots on, and nobody can fill that. You're, you're so right, Dr. Bruce. And Bruce, you'll be filling in for Drew. You and um, Dr. John, I Dr. believe. Dr. John, yes. Yeah, I like Dr. John. All right, I like both of you. All right. 
Uh, the Suicide Machines is the name of the band that we have in tonight, Dan and Jay. Uh, Destruction by Definition is the name of the CD. On that CD is a song called No Face, and it goes a little something like this. off of uh, destruction by definition the suicide machines um i don't know if uh, I, your management in the next room can hear me but uh you guys have a uh, you guys uh, are you aware you have a skateboard yeah it sucks you don't like the skateboard <laughs> I skated and i broke it in a couple of days it's oh really weak. oh really yeah because i rip good quality oh because i rip one off from the from k-rock steal as much you as did, you can huh? yeah but here's the problem What's the problem? And let, let me explain to uh, Dr. Uh, Bruce how, uh, how the record industry now works. Mm -hmm. uh, in the old days, guys would come by. I mean, in, this is like the 70s, maybe the 80s. Um, the record wranglers, the guys who are pushing the records, you know, they come in and they talk to the program directors and they talk to the guys who are, you know, doing the station, and they try to get their records played. And, and in the old days, they just bring, you know, Whores okay. and coke. I mean, it was that. It was, <laughs> back uh, in the back in the Neil Bogart days, if you will. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Uh, listen. You take a song. You take a song like uh, Hollow Notes, Man Eater. All right. Now let's just think Good about song. Man Eater for a second. Whoa, whoa, here she come. Watch out, boy. All right. Don't tell me there was a kilo of coke that yeah. had to be given <laughs> to whoever to played that. Without a doubt. Now then, the way it works is is then once you get the big guy all coked up and he plays it, then the other radio stations are so stupid that they'll just play something that whatever the big station's playing, and then that's the way it works. Now, now in the 90s, they don't do the, you know, they, people have come in, and no more hookers, no more coke. They give sporting goods now. That comes in, they got like a snowboard, uh, uh, like a ping pong uh, set, and, you know, they, it's like... Cheesy skateboards. Yeah, it's like Big Five yeah, over there. Yeah. So I'm wandering the halls, I hey, see a skateboard, and I got my uh, little brother, my Catholic uh, little brother program, and I'm saying, I'm going to get him a skateboard. But I found out that somebody stole the trucks and the wheels. And that's really what I'm looking for the now. Trucks and the wheels suck too, though. Are they? Yeah, or they Listen, that. I'm giving it to someone for a Christmas <laughs> present. I could care less. They're like trackers or They're something like that. Garbage. Yeah. Really? I took them all off and put on my own stuff. Skated and broke it anyways. <laughs> this is a piece of junk. All right, this <laughs> is very disappointing. All right, now here's all right. So if you're if you're gonna bribe what do you the, need? I need some trucks and some wheels to put on the board. All right, we'll talk to uh, the guy. All right, see when somebody, please come bribe me, <laughs> talk would to you? The man. Please, I'll start playing. Uh, I'll start playing your band if you just give me some trucks and wheels. All right, so uh, no, I'm Split. gonna get fired soon. What integrity? <laughs> Maybe we should just start giving coke out again. <laughs> That's what I'm for. <laughs> Phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. Susan, 18, you're on Loveline. Um, hi. Um, I have a problem. See, I'm, like, 18. I've never had a boyfriend before. Why is that? All right, turn the damn radio down. My nasally drone is giving even me a headache. Mm. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Um, and, like, it's kind of weird because I have a lot of guys that are my friends, but I just, like, never have gone out with them. Are you Jehovah or something? No? No. Oh, okay. How big is your butt? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what kind of question is that for Chris? What the hell is that, Engineer Mike? Hey, don't start pulling that crap on me now. It's only funny when we do it to Drew. Like, I used How big to... is your butt, though, Susan? <laughs> you used to what? I don't know. 
Um, I used to be anorexic when I was younger, uh-huh. and like that, like sort of got like um, like guys used to like me, but I used to be like sort of scared around them, and then I then they stopped liking me, so I haven't had a boyfriend. Okay, and you want to know how to get one? I don't know. I just want to know like. Like, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Be- hey, believe me, uh, I know it's a little uncomfortable now in life, but let's all, uh, let's uh, turn the calendar ahead to the time when you're 25. Most people I meet at 25 or 30 or 35 wish that they'd taken things a little uh, more slowly during the formative yeah. years of sexuality, I think so. 15, 16, 17. Most of the girls Definitely. you talk to yeah. that lost their virginity at 15 or 16 wish they did it when they were 18 or 19. Right. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because my, my sister, she's 13, and she's like had like more boyfriends than me. All right, and yes, and she's going to she's gonna do, um, she's going to drink more than you by the time she's 18. Do you understand? Susan, chances are she's going to have her share of problems when she's older. I know you feel like you're on the outside now, but, and I hate to sound uh, so cornball, but it, not dating and being a virgin and all that stuff. And believe me, I listen to people all night long, and the ones that are virgins end up just turning out better. It's easier. Mm-hmm. So, you, so don't worry about it so much. Have you lost any friends from that dating? Um, no. Well, then, they, then, yeah, then you have no problem. still got a lot of good friends. Right, know? it's just like they always like talk about it, and right. know, it's kind of weird. Why yeah. you, it's yeah. good to be on the outside, though. Why would you want to do what everybody else is doing? You know what? Learn from anybody their mistakes, then, if you're on the outside listening to them there talk. There you go. Yeah, I mean, half your friends have uh, herpes by now. <laughs> Believe me. Probably. All right, so listen, Susan. You're nothing wrong with you. You're plenty uh, attractive. You've uh, gotten over your uh, eating disorder, Right. Mm-hmm. You're in you're in high school now. Right. All right. You're finishing. you're going off to college. Yeah. Junior college. No. Regular. Okay. Good. Fine. Just as long as you're not going to junior college. You go to regular college. There are plenty of guys there. You get all caught up in that whole social scene. Maybe join a, a sorority or something like that. And before you know it, you'll be uh, getting uh, passed around a fraternity. Uh-huh. Everything's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> you'll meet plenty of guys in college. Is what I'm trying to say. Am I right? That's very good. Bruce, you met a lot of guys in college, didn't you? <laughs> Let's uh, Gary, 14, you're on Love Line. Um, hi. Hey. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I was walking home from the grocery store yesterday, and uh, I walked into my house, and I heard some people in my room, and uh, there were two guys, and... Um, so I opened the door really quietly, and I looked in, and my my dad was uh, having anal sex with my best friend. How old's your best friend? My best friend is 15. Okay, I believe the call. Do you, does everyone believe it? What? Uh, do we, anyone think this is a bogus call? It's hard to tell because Drew's Sounds usually my barometer. All right, Gary. Yeah. This is a a very uh, serious situation yeah, it's real real hairy real touchy and uh, here's what we're going to do we, we, we want to give it a little time and we got to go to break now alright because right, I don't want to rush to it so we're going to put you on hold don't hang up don't hang up um, sit down and uh, when we come back uh, we'll deal with uh, Gary in this uh, bizarre situation Check of the out-of-town scoreboard. Wow, what the hell are they on about tonight, Bob? Usual, I have no idea. Why aren't those young people in bed? Go to bed.
Hey, it's Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC.com can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might ask yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what is slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, the internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis, and then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what is slowing down your computer. That is MyCleanPC.com. My name is Paul Shirley. And I am Justin Halpern. Together, we do a podcast called Short Corner. It is a podcast about the NBA, but it's not the same as every boring podcast you hear about the NBA. Paul, you played in the NBA. Yeah, three different teams in the NBA, a lot of teams everywhere else. And Justin is a comedy writer. That may not seem like a logical pairing, but together we make magic about the NBA. So come listen to us and find us at podcast1.com backslash short corner and let us make love to your ears. All right, I'm Adam Carroll. That is Dr. Bruce sitting in for Dr. Drew tonight, the Suicide Machines. Hey. Hey, when we left off, God, this is like a carryover from Thursday night when we just, uh, it's, uh, Drew says it's the holidays, but just uh, tons of calls about uh, molestation and incest and uh, substance abuse and serious stuff, full moons and holidays. Full moons, Sundays and uh, holidays. And uh, we have the at least uh, two out of three going tonight with the uh, Sunday and the holidays. And when we left off, we were talking to Gary. Uh, Gary says he went out to the store or something. He came back, heard some noises coming from his room, cracked the door open, cracked being the opposite uh, operative right, word right. there, uh, took a peek through and saw his dad sodomizing his 15-year-old friend. Gary? Yeah. You know, what what day did this happen? This happened last night. Okay, and um, have you talked to your friend? No, I've, I've been trying to call him all day long. What did, what did you do when you knew what was going on? I, I, well, I closed the door and I just I ran outside. And I waited for my wife to come home, but um, so I told her, and so she went upstairs, and my dad, no one was in my room, and I don't know, I guess, I don't know what happened, but but um, she doesn't seem to believe me. Mm-hmm. Dude, you have to believe me. All right, I believe you. Okay. All right, and um, you've been trying to contact your friend. Yeah, my, my, my friend is not at home right now, no, no one picking up the phone. All right. Is is your friend gay? No, that that's the thing. I I I I, I didn't think that anyone was gay. I mean, right. I, my dad didn't seem to be gay at all. And, and your did your mom just call you a liar? No. Well, exactly what she said. She said, you know, don't worry. I don't think anything's going on. You're probably just imagining it or whatever. I was like, yeah, okay. 
and um, they're at the dinner right now, so I'm not, I don't know what's going on. All right. Do you think that your mom is just basically telling you that and then dealing with your dad as if it actually went down, or do you think she's just in so much denial that she's not even confronting him on it? Um, I, I don't know. I think she might just be in denial. Do you think she brought it up to him? Okay, I, you know, whether Bo, you ask me bogus or not, I, this is such a serious call that you have to deal with this as though it really happened. And um, we've got, we've got your number, and I'm going to talk to you after on this. And it, your your friend, if this happened, has been, uh, mo you know, molested by your father. He's been uh, assaulted by, your, sexually assaulted by your father. And you need a lot of support here, and you're going to need some real help working through and, this. And here's the thing, too, uh, for everybody. Even if your friend was a willing participant, it is still an assault. Absolutely. It is still a molestation because the guy's 15. Yeah, he's young. You understand? It, it, it's easy to um, manipulate young people. And that's why these laws is, are in place. This has nothing to do with being gay. This has nothing to do with being straight or gay no. or anything And like I, that. I wasn't being rhetorical right. no, when no, I asked. I was I just curious if, if, if perhaps they're himself. having some sort of an affair or something. Right. All right, so, Gary, yeah. I think you should, you should talk to your friend, and you should make sure that you guys are both on the same page here because yeah. something needs to be done. Yeah, well, I mean... I mean, your mom needs to face facts and realize what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. This is a horrible experience for your friend. And, you know, when we talk about things like post-traumatic stress disorder, he needs to be seen by, a, by somebody, a professional, you know, right away, literally within 24 hours when something like this happens. And just talking to him is not, for you to talk to him, then you're both, uh, you know, without, without help. How do you get along with your dad? Oh, he was um, fine. Fine? Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's I I never knew that he would um, that he was like that. I mean, okay, I right. Uh, do you rec? I don't recommend him confronting no, Dad. No, no. You just you need to get to somebody literally tonight that you can trust and talk to. And this is you know you're going to feel guilt. You're going to feel like I can't go out of the family to deal with this. Is there anyone that's that, like in the <laughs> position of a uh, an authority figure, like a, a counselor or a pastor or anything like that you can talk to? Yeah. Um, um, so you're saying that, well, I need to get help. I'm saying this is so far over your head right now. You, you know, thank God you called us, and hopefully we're gonna, you know, help you through this. And I, I you know, I'll talk well, to you what, after. What but what are you guys gonna do? Well, okay, we're not gonna do, we're not gonna do anything to you. But what I'd like to do is help you to work through this and talk to you a little more tonight. But what you have to understand is that your, you know, your friend has been sexually assaulted. This is a criminal act that your father's done, and. It's going to be real tough for you to, you're going to feel very guilty to follow through with some of the things you need to follow through with this. But it's, it's critical for your friend, for his mental health and for his well-being that we, you know, help you deal with this. And, and, all right, so, Gary, we're going to put you on hold. And we'll go to break a little early, uh, not right this second, but in a few minutes, because the suicide machines have to get down to the airport anyway, so it all sort of works out. Stay on hold. It's just going to be for like uh, four or five minutes. And then uh, Dr. Bruce will talk to you off the air. All right, we'll, we'll see, uh, see if we can get some uh, triage, as uh, Drew says, on this problem. All right, All right Gary? Just right. hang on. Oh, oh. Could you imagine? 
I no, mean, my, uh, I wouldn't even, horrible. when I was in high school, I wouldn't even let my dad pick me up in front of school. He had to go, like, go down the street because I was embarrassed. I mean, this is huge. And here's the, here's the deal, too. Not only do we need, or Gary needs, or somebody needs to speak to Gary's friend to help him out with this, but ultimately, you're doing the dad a favor right. by getting people involved on his behalf. And I know, in a way, it's like, you know, it's, it's like drugs. It's like, I, I just got a call uh, yesterday, collect, for about uh, 20 minutes. So it probably cost me like 30 bucks from a friend of mine who's in prison right now. friend of mine since childhood. Just what I would uh, typify as my best friend for at least uh, 20 years. And the guy's now in jail because uh, the guy could not put down the crack pipe and he was uh, out of control and he put together a few few months or a few years of sobriety and then he'd get back on it i'm glad the guy's in prison he's uh, been sober for six months he's been in he's gonna be in he the conditions for him getting out has to be in like the cry help house for like three months and blah 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 but the point is is even though he was busted i'm glad he got busted because before he was just in Van Nuys somewhere smoking mm-hmm. smoking crack with some guy who uh, had, you know, a, uh, a uh, semi-automatic machine pistol stuffed in his shorts, you know. I mean, I, I had no idea where this guy was going to end up, and I figured, it'd be, ended up dead. figured he'd end up at the morgue. So as bad as it is, it, it's better than uh, what it could have been. And the same with this uh, same Gary's thing. dad. He, he's, he needs help. When you're feeling guilty, it's like, oh, I, I'm a, I shouldn't tell anyone. When somebody's doing something that's irresponsible or dangerous to themselves or someone else, the best thing you could do is to go to somebody that you trust, talk about it, and get them the help they need. Help get the help they need. All right. Uh, Jennifer, 23, you're on Loveline. Uh, yes, hello. Hey. Yeah, I have a question for you. Is it about alcoholism? Uh, no. Really? No. Right. Okay. Um, we'll get to that later, then. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, um, I've been seeing two guys, okay? Uh-huh. Okay, one of them's on home incarceration. Jim Beam and Jack Daniels? Huh? Okay. Two guys. <laughs> and the other one is like, fuck wild, go out, drink, party, have a good time. You know, and the other one... He's on home incarceration. He, he ain't allowed out of the house after 7 o'clock. He's in home incarceration. Yeah. All right. That's where... Is it, Does he have one of those, like, uh, collars? Leg bands. Leg bands on him? Yeah. yeah. All right. He wears Tether. a leg band. Yeah. Well, this is a good guy to get involved with because uh, the authorities know where he is at all times. Many guys, mm-hmm. many women, they get into relationships. It's 8, 9, 10 o'clock now. It's 2 in the morning. They don't know where their man is. They don't is. know where they're at. But Jennifer... Knows that this guy has to be in when the street lights are on. <laughs> this is true. Right. And being I don't get off work till 8 o'clock, he's got to be here when I get off work anyway. Right. Oh, you're living with him? No, I just come over and see him. Oh, okay. And then I go home. Well, I tell him I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And then I go see this other guy. Right. And they don't know about each other. Let me ask you something, Jennifer. Does the uh, homing beacon get in the way of the lovemaking? Uh, No. Is that, I tell you, that's where they ought to put that collars around the guy's genitalia. Forget about the ankle. <laughs> where is the collar? Is it around his wrist or his ankle? It's his ankle. ankle. Uh huh. And what's it do? It, it, when you can't leave the house 
It starts beeping, or what? What goes well, on? If, if they Wait, call you, hold on. Oh, Jay seems to know something about there, this. If they call you and and they're not there, uh-huh. it'll beep and beep and beep and go off and go off for so long. Mm-hmm. And if your phone don't get clear or whatever, if their phone don't get clear, then they'll send the cops there. Oh, okay. Make sure that the that the guy is there. Right. Okay. Anyways, what was well, the whole I mean, problem? I know he's got to be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so that means any time after 7 o'clock, when he's got to be in, right. I, boom, I can go out and do what I want. That's good. Now, if you got yourself another guy with the, uh, with the uh, cop collar that would say good till maybe 10 o'clock, then you could even get a third guy in there, you see? You think you think I could pull that off? Yeah, I think there's guys out there. I mean, I don't think it's okay, 7 o'clock ideas. for everyone. I think some guys are like, you know, if you're on good behavior, you could get it up to maybe 9.30, 10 o'clock, and you get that guy. And then you find yourself a third guy that got, has it to like 1 in the morning, and you could just make the rounds. Well. Say ho. Hey. All right. Jennifer. Yes. You're, de- you're having sex with two guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you're scared that uh, one is going to find out about the other. Uh, yeah. And uh, that too. the guy with the they homing. They don't live very far apart. Right. And it could be. Uh, it's technically a parole violation yeah. when the one guy kills the other guy. Yeah. Exactly. The guy's not going to be able to get well, out after I, seven I, o'clock, I anyways. Think, I don't think anything like that would happen or nothing like that. But uh-huh. what's yeah. up with you that you need uh, two boyfriends and one of them who, who's incarcerated? Well. The one that's incarcerated, excuse me, but gives me real good loving. Mm-hmm. And the other one, he just like, his loving's okay. Right. But, I mean, if whatever I want, he gets for me. He's if got I want the money. to have a drink, right. if I want to go out and have a good time, uh-huh. I mean, if I need to go somewhere, beans, I don't have a car. Right. You know, right. he'll let me use his car. Right. And Jennifer, like, Jennifer. Right now I'm cartless. I can't afford to get rid of. Right. You know. Yes, Jennifer. What? Let me give you a uh, a word. Evil. Oh, evil is it? I was going to use the <laughs> word uh, dignity. Dignity. Do you understand that word? Mm, sometimes. It's important for everyone Not to have usually. dignity. That is the one thing that can't be bought, sold, uh, taken away, or have a collar wrapped around it is uh, dignity. Mm-hmm. All right. What I would like you to do is uh, go to the... Do you have a dictionary? Yeah. All right. Here's what I want you to do. Okay. When you're sober, I I'm want you sober. to... Oh, you are. Can you read? Yeah. She's like, like I sound like I'm tore up. I'd like to hear her when she's drunk. <laughs> Sounds oh, like uh, Andy from... Sounds like uh, Otis from uh, Mayberry. All right, listen. <laughs> Jennifer, go get yourself the dictionary and look up the word dignity. Okay. Then just study it and, and repeat it like a mantra. Okay. All right, and see how that pertains to you, all right? Okay. All right, that's all I want you to do. Okay, well, what should I do about... Now, you study the word dignity. You just keep studying that word. The answer lies within the word, all right, and the definition. Okay. All right, you'll be fine. spoken? All right. (laughs) I've never tried that before, but I think this might work. Good advice. Sage advice. Thank you. Sage-esque? 
Uh, Jesus ask? No, not not, All right. All right. not yes, you're, yeah, you're a religious fanatic. I forgot. I didn't mean to offend you. All right, you're going to talk to Gary uh, off the air. We are going to say goodbye to the suicide machines who have to get themselves on a plane and back to uh, that garden spot called uh, Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Uh, Destruction, by definition, is the name of the CD. Go out and get it. It's uh, punk. It's ska. It's uh, rock and roll. It's a lot of everything. We're it's a lot of everything. Thank you guys very much for coming. Thank you very in. much. Thanks for having us here. We enjoyed it. And we'll uh, see you soon. Love Line. And so, the man stretched. Stretch. Stretch. Love Line. We'll be right back. So leave a message at the beep. Hey, it's Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC.com can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might ask yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what is slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, the internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis, and then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what is slowing down your computer. That is MyCleanPC.com. All right, that's it. Out of show. Dr. Bruce busily talking to uh, young Gary on the uh, other phone over there trying to straighten out his crap. Uh, I don't know who's in tomorrow night. Drew ain't. That's for sure. Either Dr. John or Dr. Bruce. Uh, both... Uh, competent doctor, so uh, rest assured we'll have a fun show. Oh, Drew is here tomorrow. All right. All right, so until next time, this is Adam Carroll for Dr. Bruce saying mahalo. You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. I don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.